Hello, and welcome to Furloughed, defining moments worth talking about. I'm your host, Leonard Cochran, and with me is Steve Odestrand. And Steve, spring has sprung, and we are in the middle of it. I'm feeling pretty good about the weather. And how is your life doing out there in Utah land? Oh, you know, I, I feel the same as you. I feel like spring is here, and it's, it's bringing some new hope. Uh, luckily, I don't have allergies, so I can just be excited about spring. Yes. <laughs> There's so many other people right now. It's like, oh, here's a new, yes. new, new form of suffering coming. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe everyone wearing their masks will filter out the pollen. Maybe we'll find a, <laughs> well, another, another use for I, those. I've found spring an excuse to take my mask off and be in the yard and get some things done. But, yeah, that, that pollen is killer. Anybody that's been through Memphis knows that it's just a little bit thick here. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm 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 loving the weather and loving it anyhow. Yeah, so. I even have a few. Uh, I'm not much of a gardener, really, um, as far as flowers and things. But I've had yeah. a a few volunteers pop up and in my front yard, and I it's just nice to see, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe I'm just putting too much, you know, metaphor into it, but it also seems like, especially as I look at the COVID numbers, yes. at least where I'm at, those have, have significantly decreased. I know that in some places it's still increasing, but um, yeah, where I'm at, those are decreasing and the vaccination rates are, 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 are soaring, you know, that uh, yeah. I think here in Utah, we're about at 30% have had their first shot. And I think nationally we're we're even a little above that, actually. I think it's around 34, 35%. So um, I see some hope out there. Um, yeah. No, I'm, maybe maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, totally with you. I, I think the media itself is not so fixated on those numbers like they were for so long as well. And so I mm -hmm. think that helps, but total, totally feeling the same thing. But hey, listen, I want to dive into our guest today. So we've, we've got a, a, a friend of mine I actually used to work for him. And a good guy that I want to share with our audience here. So we have Calvin Stovall with us, and Calvin owns a company called Iconic Presentations. Uh, he's the chief experience officer there, and he's got over 30 years of experience in the hospitality as well as nonprofit service industries. And he's in the past served as the CEO of Soulsville Foundation here in Memphis. It's a nonprofit there, and he's worked with as a marketing strategist, got all kinds of experience. He's been public relations for Homewood Suites back in the day. They had 150 hotels. I think it's grown since then, but he helped oversee them when they ran, won several J.D. Power Awards, uh, four or five J.D. Power Awards. But nonetheless, uh, I've watched Calvin over the years since we've kind of parted ways and gone a little bit different direction with his business and what he's doing. And I just wanted to bring him in and uh, have him talk to us and share some of his insights. And I know you're going to enjoy them. So Calvin, welcome to the program today. Hey, Leonard. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. That was a really nice introduction. Thank you. And uh, to you and Steve, I really appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, thanks, Calvin. I, I know it, it's been neat seeing you. You've been doing a lot of speaking gigs. And of course, nobody did anything in 2020. But anyhow, right. outside of 2020, <laughs> right. you've been doing right. a lot of speaking gigs and different things. Right. And, and I thought it'd be great to start off. Uh, I, I've been to your website and kind of watched you as, as you've done this thing for quite a while now. Uh, but mm -hmm. tell me, don't don't dig too deep into what an iconic mindset is just yet, I, and certainly want you to unpack that. But if you would, 
what even got you started with this whole concept of an iconic mindset? What's what's kind of the genesis of that? Is there is there a particular point in time, or how did that come to be? Wow, what well, that's, that's a big question. <laughs> Feel free but, to but, unpack but let it. Me, <laughs> let me let me let me unpack a little bit. Well, well, it actually started. Uh, I would say what four or five years ago, and and you know, Leonard, my my thing is, I, I love. I have an affinity for for iconic brands or or brands that are or companies mm-hmm. um, that are able to I guess you'd say sustain or or have longevity um, in the marketplace despite the challenges that are around them mm-hmm. and and I and I know I mean we all have heard of brands and 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 that that come and they some are here for a while and then some are they only last a few years and then they're gone. Right. Um, so, so, so what, what, what I really liked about this whole concept around iconic and iconic mindset was that what is it that these brands do to make them continue to be successful? Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I, I see, and, and the thing is, I didn't want to come up with some difficult complex formula and Something that can make it, that's, you know, something that you'd have to be a rocket scientist to understand. Right. I wanted to kind of create a framework for people to look at and, and understand that anybody can be iconic. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter your location. It doesn't matter the size of the organization that you're in um, or your company. Um, none of those things really matter because I do think a, there's a myth that for, to, to be iconic, you have to be a Fortune 500 company or or something, you know, a huge company with this multi-million dollar budget. But I don't think that's the case. You could be iconic in the eyes of your your customers. And, and, and so my whole concept here was around what, what can I offer companies, brands, people, and give them some kind of framework where they can focus on things that can make them stand out from the competition. And that's where it really came from. And, and so my, my whole on the mountaintop is regardless of who you are, you can be an iconic brand. Hmm. And um, so that's, that's kind of where it, where it came from. Well, in, in, in thinking about standing out, I, I've got to give you a blast from the past here. The first time that I ever saw you or met you was at a uh, corporate event. And if I am not mistaken, you were dressed as Ike Turner. <laughs> And I could teach the Turner. Oh my God. <laughs> Rolling down the river was playing, and you had your bell bottoms on. Oh, <laughs> and a wig. man. Uh, those that can't see, you're, you're a little more bald than I am. Yeah. <laughs> I was at 100% bald. But that, that was the yeah. first time I met you. And, and I know right, you, right. You, you bring a lot of energy and passion into everything you do. But do, when do. you talk iconic, I'm sure it's more than just energy and passion. I'm sure that plays in. Uh, but mm-hmm. but let's let's go back. I mean, what what drove you to see the need for kind of this iconic idea? I mean, I get the longevity and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But is is it uh, you know as a kid? I I I I really and you tell me if I'm wrong. But you talk about Chicago a lot and growing up in Chicago mm-hmm. area. Does it play into your childhood, or is this something you just kind of saw in the business world as you got older? Do you have roots in yeah, Chicago I, I, with this, or is it just something else? <laughs> no, I, I really, you know what, I, I really, it really doesn't. But when you when you think about it, though, and I think all of us as 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 children, I, I do remember growing up in Chicago, and and the biggest thing that I loved was 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 McDonald's, and I think <laughs> yeah. most kids love McDonald's, right? right? But but as a child. 
every time you saw those golden arches, it didn't matter if you were hungry or not. You wanted some. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I, I, I guess you can kind of tie it to that. McDonald's is still here today, but but the thing is, when you're when you're iconic and you're a successful brand like that, it stays in your heart mm-hmm. for a long time and forever. So you know, and and so yeah, it does kind of tie to my childhood, and and it kind of helped me understand that hey, why is McDonald's still successful? Yeah. Uh, why is it still here today? And, you know, so when, when you sit down and think about those brands that you grew up with, you know, people that still use Tide, mm-hmm. you know, people that still use Mr. Clean. So, I mean, all of the things that, that, that you remember seeing as a childhood, there is something that that brand is doing and continue to do to still be here today. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, you know, some organizations that, that, that you were probably fond of when you were younger, Blockbuster's gone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Circuit well, there's City. one. Circuit there's City one is gone. Band Oregon. I watched it <laughs> right. on Netflix. I just exactly. want you to know. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but right, but, but but Circuit City is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Tower Records is gone. Sears may as well be gone. Sears, is, yeah, yeah, exactly. They had a yeah. good remember, run. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. They, right. Yeah. Kmart, Sears. Remember, yeah. remember Zare? Remember Zare? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. so there is there is there is there is something there, mm-hmm. and that was. That is the that is the the magic there that I wanted to kind of uncrack for people. Mm. Why do they stay? Yeah. yeah. And so so when when you sit down and think about it, and and it's it's not a it's not a, a super difficult formula. Yes, it takes focus. It takes intent focus. You got to be intentional about every single part of this quadrant about this framework. But at the end of the day, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just can't take your eyes off the ball. If you really look at the stories of most of those companies that are no longer here, they fell off on one of these four quadrants that I that I that I've created this framework. And 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 in most cases, it's the fourth one, which is the be consistent one, mm-hmm. which is all around focusing on what matters most and making sure you never become too comfortable or complacent. Mm-hmm. And and so if you if you do, Bishop, you know if you do get comfortable in your success. You you will definitely get disrupted. Um, somebody is going to come along and 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 do something that's gonna that's gonna flip that industry on its head. But if you were paying attention and you were continually being curious and innovative in your approach, you probably would have would have been more competitive and and you might have been the disruptor and not the disruptee. Hmm. Well, especially <laughs> this past year, I think it's probably oh. probably a great example of that, right? I mean, yes, you know, yes, no nobody yes. had any anticipation of it by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But yet, Absolutely. as we look at it, you know, some people just have excelled, and obviously their their business itself was a demand that helped help them excel. But yet, others have found nuances or niches within the business world to yes. come out yes. and do something even with it dropping through the floor like it did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that is, that is, you know what, having the, having the ability to adapt and, and remain flexible and, and flip um, your, your business model that the companies that made it through this. And I know we're still kind of in this pandemic a little bit, sure. it's getting much better. Trust me. But, but, the, the organizations that were able to do that will be able to most likely sustain most things that's going to happen going forward. I mean, you know, hopefully we'll never have anything to that level of disaster again, Yeah. but, but to be able to look at your business and still say, Hey, 
and not look at it as, as a, oh my God, the, the, the sky is falling as opposed to looking at it, hey, let's see what we can do to still maintain uh, some level of profitability, but also be able to serve customers in this environment. And, and you, as you know, a lot of businesses didn't make it. Right. A yeah. lot of them didn't make it. Um, so, you know, but, but those that did, they, they most likely sat down, thought about it and tried and, and figured out a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. And, and so that whole iconic mindset and, 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 and how you approach things again, like you just mentioned, you can't, the things you, there are things out there that you will never, ever be able to control. So my, my whole thing is make sure you focus on the things that you can. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, well, most likely you can come up with a viable solution that can keep you out there, keep you successful going forward. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. You brought up a couple of times the, the iconic mindset. And, and that sounds to me like it's much more powerful, actually, than even an iconic brand. And I'm wondering if you would, you would just unpack that a little bit for me. You mm-hmm. know, what does, it, what does it mean to have an iconic mindset? What does that look like? How does that person think? And maybe mm-hmm. even... How do I obtain one, or do you just have yeah. to be born with it? You know? yeah. Yeah. Can I buy no. one of those no. off Amazon? Yeah. Can I buy Can one? I yeah. nice <laughs> you know what? If I could package this and sell it, man, I would be a rich man. Well, let me let me just say the the mindset itself actually came out of the framework. Let me let me let me first talk about the framework, and then I'll talk about the mindset a little bit. Yeah. The framework actually has 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 four quadrants, and the first one is the, the around being unique. Okay. Um, and the being unique is really what all brands want to do. Well, if you want to be successful, it's really your why, your purpose. What is it that you've created that's beyond what you make, do, or sell? You know, um, Simon Sinek is one of my favorite speakers, mm-hmm. and he talks about yeah. that whole why. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so my, my, that's my first quadrant. And, and I talk about this thing. I said, you know, every brand has to have their core values and what makes them stand out from, from, the, from the crowd. And so I call these things or core values, I call them blue diamonds. And I call them blue diamonds because the blue diamonds are rare. You can only find them three places in the world, I believe in, in India, Australia, and South Africa. So I, I use that as a metaphor to identify what are your blue diamonds? Mm-hmm. What are the things that make you stand out from the crowd? And, and you have to identify those things because those are the things that are gonna get people excited and rallied around, hmm. you know, and and so that's that's my first quadrant is to be unique. Hey, hey, Calvin, if the, I could jump in real quick, I love that yes. the blue diamond. So if yes. if we think about diamonds, and trust me, ask my wife, I don't know much about diamonds at all. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do know, what I've seen is when you, because I had chance in Arkansas, you can actually go to, uh, it's a state park or whatever, where you can actually dig for diamonds there in the dirt mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm, wow, I'm telling cool. you, when you when you see the diamonds they have on display, because of course we couldn't find one, but when you see the diamonds on display, <laughs> they're not cut. They they are not recognizable of having any value. And right. don't you think sometimes we get hung up on that ourselves, where we yeah. might have that diamond inside and we don't recognize what we're carrying? Oh man, that is that you couldn't have said that more eloquently. That and that is so true. Sometimes that's why I always ask people, you know. You, some people have a, a hard time finding out what their passion is or their purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I always tell people, hey, look, look, it's because everybody has something. Everyone is given something, birth with something that's given, that's a gift that's inside of you. And I always tell people, hey, if you can't, ask the people that are closest to you. Mm, that's good. 
what is it that what is it that makes you stand out? What you know? What is it that you think that I can offer the world based on your relationship with me? Um, you know, and and sometimes your closest friends can tell you, man, you're great at giving advice. You're fantastic, and you're a fantastic decorator. You know, you're really great at you know listening to people. I mean, so it's 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 sometimes that we it, we can have some difficult discovering what our blue diamonds are. Mm-hmm. And, and something, but if you, if you really sit down, what are the things that you love to do and enjoy and whether you were getting paid to do it or not, you would still want to do. Um, and, and that's where you have, that's where you discover what your blue diamonds are. And once you have that, once you, once you discover what your purpose and your why is, whether you're, it's personal or an organization, man, that is, that is the root of every single thing you do going forward. That's good. And you keep that purpose and you and you live by those values and and never compromise those. So um, I, I, I usually talk about that quadrant quite a bit because without that piece, everything else kind of you, you can't do the rest of it mm. because that that is the most important piece. Why are we doing what we're doing? And that's the best. That's key. And, you know, Calvin, as you were saying that, it just it just dawned on me because I've talked to a lot of people who, you know, who have done the very same thing you talked about, where they say, tell me what it is about me. And you 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 share things back and they go, ah, but that's not important. Yeah, Yeah, that's not that big a deal. (laughs) And And you do. Yeah, we have a we have a natural inclination to do that. But you but if you ask somebody truly, listen, don't don't say, oh, no, that's not that's not it, because it may be it. It may be it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's that that analogy. That's a blue diamond. Like yes. to, to you, you have it and, and you live with it. It's there all the time. It seems abundant. But the truth is for everyone else, it's not. And so I love that that perspective that that, that actually is a blue diamond. And believing we have something inside us that is really, really valuable can sometimes be difficult. Yes. Um, and so, so I, I, I very much enjoy hearing you talk about it from that perspective of it. it it's rarity. And it's and it's really value when it's all yeah. said and done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's 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 great. And and then um, did you have any more questions about the first quadrant? Oh, you know, we you probably could, could make a whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might. You really, you really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you really could, because that's you know what? Because a lot of people get stuck right yeah. there, Leonard. Yeah. Oh, I can totally see where. I mean, that's you just saying how critical that was and how many people don't necessarily recognize it. Yeah, You're so right because everything, that's the foundation, right? Yes. And the beauty, if you want to, I'll, I'll charge you later, but if you want to add this to your, your, your uh, presentations, you know, the, the beauty of a diamond is they are, they are hard, you know, they are really, really right. firm. So I don't know that you build a foundation of diamonds, but it, in my mind, maybe you can't, you know, because it's a solid, yeah, yeah. solid piece of uh, rock there. So mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, I think it really does bring out the importance that not only do you need to find that thing, but you also need to value it. Mm, you know, yes. that there's two parts to it that you, yes. you, you know, some people do know what it is about them. They just don't value it. Some people mm-hmm. would value it, but they don't know what it is, you know, and wow. it's getting both of those things together. That is, is really kind of, maybe that's, you know, using Leonard's analogy of cutting the diamond mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, it's once you get that cut in that you recognize the value of, of what it is that you have, you know, instead of just, we, I, I have a tendency to look at what other people have and, and see yes. that as a deficiency. I don't have that. And so, goodness, until I get that, I don't have the value that I need to have. 
Exactly, exactly. And that, and that is the most one of the most dangerous traps, mm. Stephen, that people fall into is comparing yourself to everybody else, um, because you know they 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 may have discovered you they may have discovered what their blue diamond is, and they have a different journey than you have. So mm-hmm. you know you have to make sure that you focus on finding what your passion is, what's your blue diamond. And go on your journey because I think all of us are here for different different paths and different. We all have different missions. Yeah. So um, I think people do get get stuck comparing yourself to others, and that's that's a very dangerous trap. Mm. Now I don't think you, now you can you can you can be inspired by people. I think yes, mm. absolutely. Look at other people's successes and things of that nature, um, but don't like put yourself down like oh I can't do that. I don't have that. That's just just not the right approach. Mm. That's good. So what's next, said now, Calvin? Yeah, I want to hear about this quadrant <laughs> two. Next, yeah, oh yeah, quadrant I'm two. Wait, wait not bated breath. <laughs> quadrant two, quadrant two is to be authentic, um, and that's that's all around. I, I, I like to say connectedness, and 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 what I mean by that is, I do think you definitely need to be connected with your customers, understanding their journey understanding, having empathy for their journey, ensuring that you understand their needs, their wants, um, and all of those things. You need to stay connected with that. Uh, and, and But but I also, what I really press hard on is connectedness with your team. Because again, whether whether you're, you're, you're a small or large organization, nothing's gonna get done, of course, without that purpose and why, but you will get nothing done without an engaged and excited team. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that, so you have to connect, you have to make a connection with them. And if they don't feel like, um, uh, if they feel like they're just a cog in a wheel or they feel like their contributions or, 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 or is it, is it valued? Um, if they feel like they don't have a voice, um, you, you, you're not going to have the connectedness that you need to, to be successful. I, I'm a huge proponent, very huge proponent for frontline employees. Because in most cases, they're the ones that make the magic happen at the front line. So, so I, I talk a lot about the importance of employee experience. You will not have a positive customer experience without a positive employee experience. Mm. It, it, they go hand in hand. And if you think you're going to have a great, your customers are going to give you these great rave reviews, but inside your organization is a mess, it, 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 just, doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. You, you got to focus on making sure because if you don't get it right on the inside, you're definitely not going to get it right on the outside. And that's that's my message there. Mm. Boy, we, we can apply that to ourselves again then, right, Calvin? Yes. <laughs> if we're a mess on the inside, <laughs> yeah. you know, yes, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we, we hear about <laughs> self-love, and I know sometimes that can be distorted yeah. and all that. But, I mean, you do have uh-huh. to kind of start with that blue diamond. Assess what you have with a clear mind and a, and a right mm-hmm. attitude, you know, mm-hmm. not, not boastful, but yet not false humility. And, and, right. and then that connectedness, I, I totally hear you on that because what can I do alone? Well, I could do something, but not as much as if I connect with you or somebody else, right? Yes, and so there, there's yes. that power of multiplication by being connected. Right? Yes. So yes. good stuff. Yes. I, 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 you know, I, I, you know, as we, we, we all can talk about a lot of negative things that happened with the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, it, it was, of course, you can go on and on about what it did from a negative standpoint, but there's also some positives that I think came out of it. 
um, and, uh, and then just around this connectedness situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, and a lot of people that were working from home were, you know, furloughed or whatever, whatever the situation may be, particularly the people, I would say remote workers. Um, if you were leading a team, if, if, if you did this right, you should know your team better than you probably did pre-COVID. And I know most people say, oh, that doesn't make, yes, it does make sense because if, if you were doing these Zoom calls, which you probably were doing at an astronomical, Zoom fatigue is real. <laughs> yeah, it was fatigue, it was real, but you should really know your employees because you were in their living rooms. You were, you, you know, you were in their living rooms all the time. You had the, the the spouse walking in on the on the on the on the call sometimes. Yeah. You had the babies yeah. in the background <laughs> throwing the toys. You had, I mean, you just had you saw things. Um, you know, sometimes their their kids would come on there and say, "Hi, meet you know meet meet my sons." So, I mean, you just yeah. it just yeah. created a way and an avenue for you to get to better know your team on a more personal level, and so. If, if you were one of those leaders that didn't have that connection in the beginning, it probably was harder for you in this kind of environment because you can't just, if you didn't care about me when we were in the office, when I was sitting in the cube right next to you, it's going to be hard for me to say, and I get on a Zoom call and say, well, hey, how are you? And da, da, da. It's, 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 that's not going to come across as authentic. Yeah. But I think if, if, if you already kind of had a relationship, you should have strengthened it. And if you still feel like you didn't get to know your team better in an environment like that, you, I think you just didn't, you, you kind of missed the boat. Mm. I, I, and and, and I, I just feel like if, you're, you're, if your team, they should know that you truly care about them beyond. Mm. And I'm not saying you got, you should, you should have demonstrated the empathy. You should have made sure that your employees understood that, that their health was important to you. All of those things. So when they come back, that they should feel like, hey, he, 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 or she cares about me more than this. My what I do for them every single day in this job. Yeah. Um, so, so that authenticity is so critical, and and I talk about this from a leadership standpoint too, because a lot of the skills, the soft, I don't like to call them soft skills because they're very, very important. Like having having humility, having vulnerability and being transparent, all of those things that are now valued as a leader. Back in the day, those things were looked at as yeah. negatives, kind of, you know, you, mm-hmm. they make you were soft or you just too, you know, you can't really be a leader. No, today, those things are going to, they're valued. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, that all of that authenticity and keeping it real and, and, and being honest with people is, is going to, is just going to be, uh, 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 continue to be so those things you need to focus on if you're leading a team. Yeah, I really think, you know, kind of we've talked so much about the pandemic and all of that, just tying to that again, I, I think, I know personal lesson, we were just had a team meeting the other day and I shared with the group. Um, one of the things of my takeaway was I can be more vulnerable and not be yes. afraid of being vulnerable at this point, right? Because, right. you know, we all were vulnerable during this time, you right. know? And so exactly. I've learned, you know, I, so I'm I kind of lower that, lower that guard just a little bit and be a little more transparent than, than mm-hmm. what I typically have been. And mm-hmm. it, 
I'm not being rejected because of that, you know, because I think that's a lot of times where those walls come from, or at least, you know, is is concerns, fear of rejection. Uh, And Mm -hmm. and so all of us have had this collective shared experience. And how many times do we have shared experiences in the workplace all the time, right? Or in a family or, you know, in a relationship, we have all those shared experiences. So since we have those shared experiences, we should be able to be a little more transparent, a little more vulnerable and, and mm-hmm. be more accepting of those folks who are vulnerable as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that is, that is so true. So and, that, that is one of the most important cards. That's an important quality too, particularly as we go forward mm-hmm. um, as leaders. And Callan, I feel like you found another quadrant we could do a whole podcast <laughs> on. I do have one <laughs> question on this though, before we move to quadrant three, you know, when you talk about quadrant two, uh, quadrant two being authentic, and what I find most interesting is you describe this as connectedness. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, connecting to others is the way you become authentic, or is it a symptom of being authentic? Does that make uh, sense? <laughs> like, does <laughs> do, 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 I, me being authentic does, does that allow me to connect, or if I'm trying to be authentic? Should I try to connect to others as a way of, of, of discovering my authenticity? I think it's a combination of both. But, but, but my whole premise here really is to say, be who you are. Mm-hmm. Be comfortable in your own skin. Um, so your authenticity, again, if you're tying it back to your blue diamond, that's who you are. So don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to be transparent. Um, that's how you're going to connect to people. Uh, so that's what that's that's what I mean. Don't you, you don't don't try to be somebody else um, because that's not going to come across as authentic. Be be comfortable being Leonard. Be comfortable being Stephen, um, and and let the autist authenticity show. Be you know if you you know I'm when you communicate and when you connect with people, just be be who you are. When it's so interesting because so often we feel like the way we connect to others is by, and that's where we are. I think I feel most likely for me, that's where I'm most likely to become unauthentic is when I'm looking at that other person. I'm like, Oh, I want to connect with them. They probably want me to be like this and like this and like this. Right. Yes. And, and so I, I deform my, my, my soul, I guess, uh, to try and connect. Um, But what I love about what you're saying is, Although it may to some uh, to some degree feel counterintuitive, you're 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 explaining that the if I'm understanding correctly that the key to that connection actually is not to do that. Exactly. That's you you hit the nail on the head right there. It, it is not. Now, am I saying do you want to find common ground so you can have a a conversation? Yes. If you can find that, great. But don't morph yourself into something you really aren't. Mm. It's it's just it's it's all you know. I I have it's 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 almost like. You know, my, I have two little boys, Caden and Carson. They're eleven and thirteen, and 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 I always like to use this analogy: is you know they play Fortnite. They love Fortnite. And I'm, Everybody does. Everybody loves <laughs> yes. Fortnite. You know, and 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 so it, it it almost reminds me of when they they always come into me, Daddy. I want to buy a new skin. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. it's gonna cost me this. I want to buy a new skin, Dad. They got a new skin coming out today. And you know, so so it's almost the same thing, dude. Do you need it? You don't don't need a new skin. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, we could unpack you, you, that you, for a while. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. You know, 
you know, but you, you don't need a new skin when you're connecting with people. Wear the skin you're in mm. and be comfortable in that skin. Wow. I, I, that, now that <laughs> is a refrigerator right magnet right there. Um, <laughs> that's good. All right. So yeah. what, what, what's next after that then, Calvin? This is good. Okay. All right. So we got be unique, be authentic. The next one is to be passionate. Now, this, I always talk about passion in a way because you can't train for passion. You just can't. Um, I don't care how much time you put into it, money you spend against it. A person is either going to be passionate about something or they're not. Um, but but I, I usually typically speak about this. Yes, I talk about line level. You need to be passionate about what you're doing. But I love to talk about it also in the concept of you as running a team because you have to lead by example and, 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 and leading with vigor and vitality and, and all of those things and, and what, what the pandemic, which, which was, was tough for everyone, being able to continue to have that passion and vigor and excitement with your team was, I think was critical because everyone was feeling so, you know, I'm in the hospitality industry and we're all about creating memorable experiences for your customers and all of those things to, 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 you know, um, so if you're, if you're, if you're a leader and you're coming in, what was me all the time? Oh my God, the sky's falling chicken little type attitude. You're that's going to bleed into your team and that will bleed into the experience that you're trying to deliver for your customers. Now, am I saying every day is going to be a bowl of cherries? Absolutely not. But you do have to understand that people mirror and they emulate what they see as a leader. So you have to always keep the mindset that, hey, I have to go in here and try to at least have my team and engage them and empower them and inspire them on a day to day so that they can feel like at least they're still contributing to a, to a positive experience for the customers that come through this door. Um, so the, the whole passion thing for me is, hey, you get up every day, hopefully you're doing something that you want to do, um, you know, you, you, you know your purpose, you, you're feeling authentic, and, and you should have passion and push behind that. So I, I, I just think passion is just so critical in everything you do in life. And um, if you don't have it and that your flame is not there, you got, you got to find it. And, and so... Um, I just think that's also a very important, important quadrant for me as well. And I feel like if you, if you get quadrant one and two, yes, maybe passion just comes a little more, more easily. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. I, I, and in some ways I think the challenge we're, we're, cause we, we've talked to um, actually several of our guests have talked about the, about passion uh, as as an item, and, and one of the challenges is how do you find your passion? You know, yes. for some people it's already there, and they already know exactly what their passion is. But for many people, more and more, I, I discovered really don't. And so you've really given a great stepping stone into discovering your passion and talking about being unique first and being authentic. Yeah. Right. Once you know your why, man. Once you figure that piece out, that's why I said that is the root of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, back to that blue diamond, right? Yeah, that once you know those, once you know your blue diamond or diamonds with an S, whatever they are, mm-hmm. you you you're gonna be you're gonna be passionate about it. <laughs> That's why I say it has to be something bigger. People want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, right? It's just that's just is. So um, so really, really, when we talk about passion, then and 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 
I, I know it's your your quadrants here. So if I'm using it the wrong way, let me know. But no, passion no, no, no. almost sounds like we're we're polishing that blue diamond. Then you yes. know it, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of stroking, fanning the flames of mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, this is yes. this is a yes. gifting. This is what I got. This is what I'm willing to share. Shine mm-hmm. that baby bright for everybody to see yes. it. There you go. In a right, right kind of way, of course. Again, exactly. not boasting or whatnot. But hey, this is this mm-hmm. is who I am. That authentic yes. self. Yes, yes. Well, these yeah. just build yeah. layer upon layer on each other. That's good. Yes, yeah. And then uh, I guess that takes us to the fourth quadrant there. Mm-hmm. The fourth quadrant is, as I think I mentioned earlier, is to be consistent. That's right, yeah. And, and that is to focus on things what matter most. And I, and, and, and I want to just focus, talk about that a little thing, that first, because I really believe little things done consistently can help you be iconic. Mm. And and every time you go to Chick-fil-A, when you order something, what are you going to hear? Right. My pleasure. <laughs> it's my pleasure. All the time. Yeah. It is a I, I have never gone and they have not said it. Yeah. I, I would love um, to know how you tra- train a teenage kid to say that as consistent <laughs> as what they do, right? <laughs> I mean there's times right. there's times I cringe when I hear it, but it's like, doggone, they are so well trained though, you know? They are, but you know why? Because they have the other three quadrants. Mm. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A is unique. They have a very unique way they train. They are unique in how they select their franchisees. They're unique in every single thing that they do behind the scenes. Um, they they understand the that the why and the purpose of why they do what they do is 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 in their like blood, mm-hmm. and they connect with their team. Every employee feels like if I if I engage with any of their their team members, the, it feels authentic. You feel like you're talking to that person. It's not some robot or some kind of scripted, you know, uh, thing that they they're scripted to say. It, it just feels like you're having a conversation with a person that just likes what they do, and we already know they're passionate about it. And so they've gotten the other three quadrants. Hmm. That's why they can consistently create this experience, and they do it well. Um, so I talk about that, and, and but I also put in that quadrant the piece I mentioned earlier around the never becoming too complacent or comfortable in your position. I, I, I'm pretty confident that Chick Fil A is constantly looking at how they can how how they can continue to create a different a memorable experience for their customers. I don't think they are sitting back waiting. Um, they, they typically will will you know bring in different a different food or come up with something innovative to attract you to that brand. Um, and so the brands that do that well, like the Ritz Carlton's, the Chick-fil-A's, the Amazon's, the Nordstrom's department stores, the Southwest airlines, all of them and Zappos, they, they stand out for a reason. And, and they, they've been able to take these four quadrants and, and they may have to press on one more than the other, depending on where they are at the time, but they get, they get all four, right. And they do it. They do it consistently. Well, I think that fourth one is sometimes the most difficult because yes. it's it's almost invisible, and um, I think we've all seen it with with you know. And you brought up some examples early on of some brands who who miss that, um, you know, who they they looked and said, "Hey, we're we're doing great." 
doing what we what we're doing. What we're doing makes us money, so we're going to keep doing it. You know, and it goes back to kind of that, that Einstein um, quote where they say, you know, uh, doing the same thing over and over uh, and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. But I also believe doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting the same results is the definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. uh, you know, because the world changes around us. I wonder if you could unpack that a little bit. How do you know when you're supposed to 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 look for something new? Or maybe it just goes back to those first two again. But, you know, it's almost like this one feels like it's a it's a quadrant that has change. But yet what you're doing is working. How do you how do you know to change when what you're doing is working? Well, you know what? You should always be <laughs> just because it's working doesn't it works today doesn't mean it'll be working tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> so, my my so. computer agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You should know that with technology, right? But but the thing is, if you are if you are you should always be getting feedback from your customers anyway. All the time. From your employees. All the time. So you should be able to catch when something is shifting if, if you mm-hmm. truly take action on what you're hearing. Now, a lot of companies take feedback all the time, but they don't do anything with it. It just sits somewhere um, and, and no action is taken on it. But if you, if you really are, are talking to your customers on a consistent basis, you know, you're looking at NPS scores and all of those things you know, and, and, and making sure that you're, 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 you're watching what's happening in the marketplace, you will be, you will be in a good position to, to change and shift when you need to. Now you do have, you know, it, it does take some commitment and focus to do it, but it needs to be done. If you want to maintain your position, as I mentioned earlier, either you got to be the disruptor or the disruptee is you got to make the decision. But, but, but the thing is what I always encourage organizations to do which we tend to do this, we always just look at what our competitors are doing, mm. our direct competitors. Yeah. And, and the thing is, what happens in that case is they're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, the, the whole competitive set is probably not doing anything that's going to be innovative or different. I encourage organizations to look outside of your industry and outside of your direct competitors because that's where you're going to find something innovative and inspiring to change. I have this quote that I, that I always use. I always say this, that you're, that you're only as good as your customer's last Amazon experience. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I say that, and I say that, and that's typically the response I get. But when you really think about it, Amazon has raised the bar mm-hmm. on expectations. You can order something online at Amazon and get it within two hours. Or an hour. I heard the other day somebody got it within an hour. <laughs> it's incredible. It's, it's, it's incredible. So what does that mean for you in your business? So if I can go to Amazon and get something for in an hour, why should I have to come outside and go to a store and buy it? Well, now we're creatures of habit. You know, we've stayed indoors and ordered on Amazon for, yeah. <laughs> you know, all that time. And, uh, and I think there's also just this feeling, well, but that's not my industry. My industry is not, you know, that's not what we do. And I, I think, I, I wonder, and this is my question for you, be, because going back maybe to these blue diamond things, when we get to this stage, I feel like this is a point where we can get really confused about what our actual blue diamonds are, especially if we're being successful. Right. 
right. that at this stage, that's kind of where we start going, well, either we throw away our blue diamonds because we look at what Amazon is doing and we say, we need to be Amazon because they're successful. And we throw away our blue diamonds and then we have nothing of value to offer anymore. No. Or we do you know, the opposite and we hold on to everything that's not really a blue diamond. You know, so how, how do you at this point, at this stage of the game, when you're being successful, how do you how do you distinguish when you've you got a lot of shiny rocks around you? <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing well the thing is, remember, I, I did not say you change your core values or your you you change your blue diamonds. I never you you don't do that. Remember, I said you you stick with what you're about. Your why is your why. That never mm-hmm. changes. Your strategy might on how mm-hmm. you approach it. But your why should be big enough and, 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 and huge enough and unique enough that that never changes. But how you approach, how you, you might change how you deliver it. So, so you, you, if you like, you, I think you said it eloquently. If you, if you start to try to be Amazon, you will get confused. If you try to be Rich Carlton, you will be confused. No, be who you are. Stick with your, your core values and your roots and your why and your purpose, your blue diamonds, they are what they are. Don't change that. But is there anything you can do in your business that you can use that what Ritz Carlton or Amazon or those brands do to create that customer experience or, or delight in their, that they create these, they, how they better engage their employees? There's always ideas that you can take from someone that's not even not your direct competitor, but there's always innovative ways that you can use and borrow and that you can still keep and stay authentic to who you are as a brand or a person. But, but no, don't, don't do that. You know, now do you need to change your strategy? Yeah. You might need to do that a little bit, but, but you are who you are. Ritz Carlton has not changed who they are. Southwest airlines has not changed who they are. They may change their approach a little bit, but they are who they are. They're, they know who they they know their core values. They know what their blue diamonds are, and they're gonna that, that's what they're gonna stick to. When Calvin, well, I, if I could kind of add or or give another example too. Anytime I hear "be consistent," uh, I think of Michael Jordan. Uh, some years ago, I had read a book that he had written. Uh, I believe it's called "I Can't Help Not Trying." Or, or yeah, yeah, I re- yeah. And one of the things that just stood out to me from that, and I've shared it mo- dozens of times, millions, it feels like, is one of the things he talked about is he went back to the fundamentals. You know, I'm not an avid mm-hmm. basketball player, but I love Michael Jordan. So it came mm-hmm. down to doing those dribbling routines, you know, going through the cones, doing this, doing this, to all the mm-hmm. fundamentals. And he recognized as good of a player as he was, he wasn't out there constantly trying to do these three shot, three point shots or constantly at the half line, throwing, throwing the ball in the hoop and all that. He was doing mm-hmm. the fundamentals. Then when the need was there to adapt, you know, Amazon comes along or Sears starts going out the door or whatever. He right, can right. adapt himself because the fundamentals, like you're saying, those core values, those core principles, yes. those core yes. things were so ingrained, it was easy to shift in some of those areas because it was just a, a an adjustment to what he'd already, because that core value stayed there. Those core stayed yes. there. So it was exactly. just another layer added to is maybe what I want to say then. Yeah. That is perfect. So, that's, yeah. a per- that's a perfect, 
perfect description yeah. because the foundation is built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right, it, right. It's almost the same thing as you have. Because really what we're talking about, particularly if we're talking about a company, is the culture that you build mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that lasts a lifetime. So you can have a leader that comes into an organization. He builds, he takes years because we know it takes years. It can take years to build a culture, but you can lose it so quickly. But, but, but he or she comes into an organization, builds a culture, and it becomes ingrained in that organization, right? That leader can leave, but if he's if he or she has done a great job, that culture still lives on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz they have it's ingrained in who they are as a brand. So like the Starbucks of the world uh what's his name? Um, Schultz, I think that's his last name. I think. They used to be the CEO. <laughs> yeah, Starbucks. he can leave. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Starbucks, horse shoulders. <laughs> but he can leave, but the culture still lives on. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the because the fundamentals, as you describe them, or the the core values and all of those things have 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 they're there. Mm-hmm. They're there. They're there yeah. to live on. Um, so once that's ingrained in the people that you hire, and the practices and the principles that you use to bring people into the organization, those things continue. Um, you know, you you're gonna you're gonna you know, keep, keep the brand where, where it should be. So yes, that was a great description. The fundamentals are, are essential and that's, con- and that's being consistent, focusing on what matters most. Yes. Yeah. I think this, you know, everything you've talked about is just so powerful and so impactful, you know, if someone can get it in and, and I wish, I wish we had even more time to unpack this deeper and deeper. So I'm, I'm going to say it right now and I know Leonard agrees, but, uh, I'm, I'm extending an invitation to return sometime. Yeah. <laughs> like I, never did, I never did get to the four season <laughs> iconic mindset, but, <laughs> but, but, but you know what, we'll, we'll start. Cause I think, I think, I think the core, the core here is to understand the framework first because the mindset comes, um, it, it, it kind of branches off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the, the framework is, is, is probably really essential to, to get that piece first. Yeah. So, so definitely, you know, if, if you're willing, we'll have chapter two of Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, this is Hey, look, I, I love I love doing this. And as you probably could tell in my voice, I love talking about it. And um, because I just think it's it's just important for people and organizations. And, but absolutely you know, to, 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 to really understand, hey, man, it, you know, you 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 have you have gifts. You, you're special too. You're unique. You're you could be. You're authentic. You're passionate. You, you, it's, all of the things that we talked about are not things that can't be accomplished. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. There's no the raw material is ma- there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's no it's no super formula that needs to be created. And and I'm I look I'm a simple guy. I, I just like simple concepts. And mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying all of these things are easy to do. It depends on on what your journey is and where you're starting from. But, but my thing is everyone can accomplish it. And so um, that's, that's why I'm so passionate about it. When the light bulb comes on, man, I'm like, see, it's, it, it's there. You just have to go around and think about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even as you're talking, I thought, you know, um, it almost really drives home the need to sometimes have like a, a trusted consultant or someone who could really <laughs> help walk you through this. And, and I know you're, you're, you're a modest guy, so I'll, I'll just do the commercial for you. Right. Um, <laughs> you're out there. People can reach out to you. Organizations can reach out to you and get help building this. Is that, that correct? Absolutely. I'm here, man. You can, you can go to, you know, iconic presentations.net. Uh, you can reach me at Calvin at iconic presentations.net. 
either, either one of those. I'm on all the socials. I have an IG page, uh, Twitter, of course, on LinkedIn, um, at Iconic Speaker. Uh, you can find me there. So, yeah, I'm all over the place. And just please feel free to reach out. I'm very responsive. If you if you email me, you will heal with the, back from me within 24 hours, guaranteed. Um, so, yeah. Well, Calvin... Wow, it's good, good to good to have you unpacked. It's good connecting again. I, I really, really appreciate you being on the show. Um, I, you know, some of the things that kind of jumped out to me. Of course, that blue diamond thing is not going to go away anytime soon in my mind. That's good. good. Um, and uh, I, 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 I did write down the quote: uh, "Wear the skin you're in." and be comfortable in it. <laughs> I do like that. That's good. Yeah, you can put that, print that as a t-shirt or something, you know? Oh yeah. And if you could get a Fortnite, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, I'm going to remember that the next time my kids are asking for new skins. Yeah. Like, hey, absolutely. I'm going to tell you, know you what, gonna... you have no idea how often I had to say, you don't need a new skin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, it's, I, I have an eight-year-old grandchild. I, I do know how often you have to say that. Oh. <laughs> I, I think that has to be the most expensive game we ever got for free. Oh my God! <laughs> let me let me tell you something, man. I, I have never invested in something so invisible in my yes, life. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what that's what my son's been trying to tell my grandson. It's like you're you're buying nothing. You know that you you, you, you turn it off and it's gone. It's uh, it's, it's amazing. You know. Uh, you you know, they have birthdays, you give them a couple of hundred dollars or so, and it's just the saddest thing to watch and see, you know? It just disappear, but it makes them happy, right? Oh, it, makes, it makes them happy. Yes, it does. Well, I'm, I'm sure that could be its own show. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. But, uh, it, it, well, Calvin, again, thank, thanks for being part of the show. Steve, did you have any last thoughts you wanted to add as far as anything jumped out at you before we kind of wrap up and share our sponsor oh, just, information? Super huge. Uh, thank you, Calvin. I, I really You're enjoyed welcome. having you on the and I and I I'm very excited for when we get to have you on again. Yeah. Oh, I would love to come back man. and finish <laughs> finish this conversation because there is there is a lot more that I don't think we even got close to. Uh, <laughs> I think we could spend a few more shows before we'd get to that end too. Uh, it's very, it's very been much a pleasure. Uh, it's been a true pleasure. I'm just so grateful that you guys had me on. It's been a blast. All right. Thank you, yeah. Calvin. Well, hey, for our listening audience, I, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Certainly always want to hear from you all. And uh, I'll be putting Calvin's information in the show notes. So you should see that by the time you're listening to me now. And always you can reach out to Stephen and myself at furloughedmailbox at gmail.com. Furloughedmailbox at gmail.com. Tell us what your blue diamond is, or if you need help polishing it, we'd love to hear from you. And with that, I'd be remiss if not mentioning our sponsor. Our sponsor, sponsor is Upwards Unlimited. So that's Upwards, W-O-R-D-S, unlimited.com. And they deliver training focused on what we consider the four essential skills needed to succeed in life and business. And those are connections, conversations, collaboration, and community. So with that, folks, we'll say goodbye until the next time. Take care. Bye-bye.